Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the battle of which SEC West coach can get fired first, Les Miles goes up 1-0 against someone. Congratulations. Enjoy the show. Yeah! Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan and Ryan. And with a very soft intro for those of you who missed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, inside joke there for the five of us. But what an exciting week one of college football. Um, you know, literally, you know, Ryan, from what I can remember from Thursday night's game all the way through halftime of Monday night's game. There is a lot of stuff that happened. A lot good, a little bad, and some just shocking. Well, remind me what happened Thursday. That seems like an eternity ago. So I want to say that Thursday was the was that the Tennessee game where they barely, barely held on to beat. Um, yes. I'm trying to get back to it. Real was it quick. Appalachian State? Yes. Yes. Twenty to thirteen, and you know it was nip and tuck. And Tennessee scored in overtime to win that. So yeah, I mean it was thirteen to three at half, uh, and then you know Tennessee roared back to score ten points in regulation before going to overtime. And that was the one where, if I remember right, the quarterback for Appalachian State, shockingly enough, did not have like the smarts to handle the pressure situation he found himself. Actually, no, that was Kansas State. Appalachian State, I don't remember, but I just remember it was, you know, just kind of shocking to see the number nine team and the one that we said, you know, hey, these guys, I think, had eight and eight on each side of the ball coming back. Yeah. Well, ah, that's what happens when, again, high school has scrimmages, two scrimmages, if not one at the minimum. Uh, NFL has four preseason games. College, the multi-billion dollar industry that it is, you go in absolutely cold. And let me tell you something. There are some coaches right now that wish they could have scrimmaged somebody last weekend. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I can't help but saying this, but knowing how this team has totally, like, crapped the bed in close games and, like, and just just been terrible in close games, at least they won, and maybe that for them, while to the rest of us, it was like, oh, God, are you kidding? Because, I, I mean, I picked them to win the SEC East. Yep, uh, we both And did. I believe you did as well. But, the, um, but you know, again, at least they won. And, you know, that's at least something they can go in. You can find all the errors and mistakes and say, look at all this. You know, we, we still managed to pull this out and win adversity, blah, 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 blah. At least it's a positive they can build on because if they lost that game, forget about it. Yeah, um, here, let's just get this out of the way now. The biggest improvement you'll see between a team is between week one and- one, game one and game two. Yeah. You know, for everybody that doesn't have a bye this week, even though a lot of teams do, uh, whether it's a traditional bye or it's a sacrificial lamb. So uh, you're right with Tennessee, but let's not bury the lead here. Let's just go ahead and say that Charlie Strong had the biggest win 
in his, you know, time on the 40 acres. And I will just shut up and let you talk. No doubt. It was a, I mean, you don't want to say a job saving win because they might lose nine games this year. Uh, I mean, seriously, they're not, but you know, it's the season's not over and there's a long way to go. That's this, that's the somewhat concerning part that I'll get to later in the show. But the, uh, I mean, what an incredible performance. And, you know, I'll tell you, as maddening as it was, the, you know, the, just some of the, you know, the breakdowns in defense, and that's going to happen. Um, you know, the extra point block, you know, that was like, that was, that was just a, I mean, it was a fluke, but then again, you guys sat through two of those last well, year. Well, so. Charlie Strong's like running on the field saying like, timeout, timeout, timeout. You know, the ref bumps into him. They get 15 yards tacked onto that. You know, and that was a point when I was like, oh God, we're going to lose this game. Like they're going to, they're going to find a way to lose this because we still got to kick off. But anyway, my point is much like Tennessee, they found a way to win that game. Um, <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, I was very uncomfortable with the rotation of the quarterbacks, but it was like beautifully managed. Like in that particular. Yeah. I was going to say, I I was uh, not at all concerned with it. I I guess I was somewhat surprised that you're doing this two quarterback system. Every time that you guys lined up and, and I'm sorry, don't call it the 18 wheeler. Let's just not, you know, name it yet. Uh, you, it worked. And then Bouchelle, my God, his, his arm and the way that he handled a lot of that pressure, uh, and some touch passes and some touch drops was just unbelievable. Yeah. The, that first touchdown pass he threw in the corner of the end zone to Foreman was like, just, I mean, it looked like, you know, a a pro court, like laying it perfectly. Like it was a perfect throw. You know, John Burt had the drop in the first half, but redeemed himself in the second half. Gerard Hurd made a huge play at slot receiver. Yeah. I mean, he was really great. Hurd did. I mean, it wasn't just one. I think he had a couple of numbers. Yeah. Well, there was one in particular where he, he had a huge play and it might've been third down when he had this big play, but yeah, I, I could not be happier with the way that they played the, um, you know, I think Notre Dame was a little bit of victim to themselves in that game. Um, had they played that Kaiser kid the entire game? I don't know what would have happened. Um, but our defense, you got to give them credit. They stepped up, you know, we, they won the turnover battle. They, they turned us over and we, we, Blocked a field goal. I don't know if that counts as a turnover, but I don't count that as a turnover. But um, no, I just call that kick-ass defense. Yeah, well, actually, I guess I, I should say kick-ass special teams. Uh, but and they they made big plays. Like, took a, they, you got away with a turnover with zero points inside your territory. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it, that that's right. So I, I anyway, it was such a such a well played game, and they played so hard. They played so much smarter. You could tell they were much more disciplined. Um, this offense is going to be a, um, you know, it has the potential to be a real juggernaut because, you know, the way that they were able to with this young, like good offensive line, but young offensive line to be able to line up with uh, swoops in there and to get that many yards per carry, you know, Foreman had a great running back, Deontay Foreman at running back, you know, to, to, to do that. The way Over that five yards of carry. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think this is the one thing that surprised me the most. And, you know, it's easy to nitpick after the fact, but it's almost as if Notre Dame forgot that you guys hired a new offensive coordinator and didn't watch a single bit of Tulsa tape. 
And I'll be honest, that outside when Tulsa plays OU, I didn't watch Tulsa last year. Right. And I don't even know if they played them. I'm just going to assume that they did in non-conference. But, you know, that tempo you guys were doing, they had guys that were still, like, you could tell they were bending over to get in their four-point stance. And you guys were already snapping the ball. And they had already started down in one motion. So your line automatically had these guys whipped. Well, they were, uh, they were gassed. It was amazing. Notre Dame yeah. was gassed. Heading into the first overtime, they were gassed. I mean, they, they ran a great play, and that was – I mean, they 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 that did they, they played well. They played they played well. I, again, I think that they made a lot of errors. I think they were, like you said, gassed. I think their defense got exposed a little bit for, you know, the thinness in the secondary from suspensions, from graduations. You know, a lot of receivers made really, really big plays. Um, you know, just maybe one or two, but really big plays, and everybody stepped up. Anyway, I feel great about it. Um, I love Bouchelle. I love this offense. I love what they're doing. I think it's going to open things up. Um, very optimistic. Not a win that I expected. Um, I, If I'm nope. saying now setting my expectations, I'm looking and saying, you know, 9-3 and three I thought was a stretch. Now I think that's very much within grasp. Well, you know, I, I don't want to rain on the parade too much, but I do want to say that, you know, much like, you know, during the NBA uh, playoffs that everybody banks, you know, so much on a game and it's like, oh, it's all over with now. It's like, no, they, they got to play again. Yeah. And, you know, you guys, I, I think that all of a sudden that game here in Dallas just became a lot easier to win, um, you know. My thing for you, and it's something you're going to have to watch out for and I'm going to hope to exploit, is I'm going to take the 10 off the board from overtime, but you gave up 37 points to the Irish, uh, which, you know, that's a, that's a lot of points to give up. Yeah. Right. And your defense, you know, was exposed somewhat. Now, you guys did have the speed to expose their, you know, crappy secondary. Not crappy, but... You guys outmanned them. So, well, our, our weakest matchup was our defensive line against their offensive line. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, the Kaiser kid will be playing in the NFL next year. He was 1,000% guaranteed about that. I don't know why they kept putting Zaire in there. Kaiser had like six touchdowns. Zaire had none. And they did. You know, Texas looked – Texas is well out in front. And then, you know, they were up by 17. And then, you know, in the second half, Notre Dame was 21 on – Yep. answered um but you know notre dame's a good team notre dame's a really no really, really, i mean really they're number team. they were number 10 in the nation yeah. and uh Deservedly i can't take that so. i but, will uh, say that the one time you know there's a couple of calls that are questionable on both sides of the ball but the one that obviously killed notre dame and helped you guys tremendously was that knocking out of tori yeah yeah and i mean it would take a very jaunted you know biased UT fan to say that that was not a helmet to helmet collision. Um, you know, you know, texting to somebody is like, Hey, guess what? Some ref actually allowed defense to play defense. Like it's supposed to be played. And you can probably guess who that was. Uh, but you know, that was like a textbook. If that happens again, Saturday, anywhere else that call gets played, you know, that call is made. And I think that does change the dynamic, but I'm going to give you the win. I, you know, everybody in the world that we know was down there. It looked like DKR was rocking. I didn't see, did you guys rush the field at all? No, not really. No. Good. Well, good. Because you're your two and you shouldn't do that. But 
how was the atmosphere there? Was it ex- as exciting and as loud as it appeared on TV? It was really unbelievable. It was really, really, truly unbelievable how loud it was. The, the, the helmet to helmet, unfortunately, the overtimes were in the other end zone opposite from where we were. The, uh, I mean, we were on about the you know end zone line, five-yard line on the south side, but we didn't see that that helmet to helmet hit. It looked nasty, like when I saw it looking down there. But it was also like, I mean, I couldn't really tell. And trust me, they you know they sat on it for a while and they finally did replay it. Um, and it was a it it was just pure helmet. They helmet, never replayed it on the stadium. But shocking. The uh, I know I know right. Well, it's just funny because we were sitting all around a bunch of Notre Dame people. And we were like joking, like, well, if they're not showing on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And maybe it was, but I, w- but I also, and I have yet, I'll be honest, I have yet, I have not seen the replay. The only thing that I've heard about it is, um, I don't know what the defender's supposed to do there is going as fast as they are. No, I, I mean, look, it is a, it's a, I think it's a bad penalty for them to be calling, but they do call it. There's a reason for it. And you've seen people ejected left and right for it. Hell, I, I, I can saw review it, it Saturday and they now can review yes. it. And that's the deal I was surprised about is that somebody, wherever that review is going on, which the review is being handled. I don't know where, maybe the review is being handled by the big 12, but it was ACC officials at the, I, I don't know. It was really weird that it was a different crew, different conference that were in charge of making that decision and they didn't make it. So guess what? You can't bitch about that. If you're Notre Dame, you played a great game. UT played a great game. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really, I'm, you know, if I wasn't so anti UT, I would be really fired up to see what this offense can do. But as I have been very vocal, that I'm very pro Charlie strong. I think this gives him the breathing room he needs and deserves. But then again, this could be a year that, you know, some of the things, you know, just maybe this is the tides turned, you know, uh, maybe you need McConaughey making ridiculous. That's what he uh, said. I mean, Charlie Strong was like, this is this is the turning point. Like, this is this is it. But, you know, at the same time, I'm also we'll get to this later, but look out for the letdown. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I will say this since it sounds like you I mean, I'm sure you saw him, but uh abc showed mcconaughey addressing the team on thursday giving this newt rockney-esque speech i was like dude are you kidding me i mean you are just so pathetic and the fact that you're allowed to do this just uh epitomizes things i dislike about ut but when he does it they win championships hey at least i'm consistent (laughs) all right so um you know, for my game, it was just exactly what you thought Ass it would be. Up. It was, you know, I mean, it was 45 to three at half. Mahomes, I don't think, came in for the second half. Um, he threw for over 480 yards, four TDs, and um, also rushed for two additional TDs. The thing that I am somewhat concerned with because you really couldn't tell anything. The defense looks spectacular. I mean, they did, they held him to 17 points. Great. What I didn't like is, you know, I guess in college, I'm not as concerned with the backup quarterback situation as I am in the you know NFL, but the guy that we put in who had a ton of time to play was terrible. I mean, just absolutely terrible. He has a really cool sleeve, you know, tattoo, but um, he had 28 pass attempts and only threw for 150 yards. Oh. At Tech, 
that's ridiculous. Well, so this was he came in from Mahoney's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Mahomes when we benched him, um, you know, like I said, I, th- I don't think he played a single series in the second half, which I was I'm okay with. You know, it's like, look, there's no reason to put him in and get him hurt. What I also liked about it is we had Tech as a defense at half had held these guys to I believe negative two yards rushing, oh, which is that's fantastic. Hey, that's unbelievable. No, and the other thing is, and I'm looking at it right now, the box score. I can't remember what the final number is, and I'm not going to try to add this up right now, but I remember at one point, 18 different kids caught passes in the game. Oh. So it was, you know, 48 total uh, receptions for our guys. It was great. I mean, it's a great way to start it. This is, I mean, you can either play a slobber knocker game to open up with, which is what we did under the you know, Dykes era and occasionally we'll do it. And I think we've got a good one coming up this weekend, which we'll get to. But for us, that was, you know, a great way to start and build off of, you know, after getting throttled by LSU. So I was thinking that maybe we'll just hit the uh, rest of the Big 12 real quick and then go to some of the other fantastic games. Outstanding. Okay. So uh, Friday night, Stanford, you know, hosts Kansas State. This was the one that, you know, we're also watching that the quarterback for Kansas State kind of missed, you know, misused the clock at the end. Uh, it shouldn't have been this close. I think it was, you know, it was kind of a, um, I don't know what you want to say. It was, uh, a, you know, it was a game one game. McCaffrey, 22 carries for 126 yards and two TDs. I think they held him in check a lot. You know, because I guess I just expect more from these guys that are supposed to be, quote unquote, you know, the best rushers in the nation. Well, but he's also a I mean, to be fair, he's his specialty is an all around, you know, you look at uh, he accumulates his yards and in all facets. But also, you know, you look at Kansas State, you know, historically is a tough team. What are they going to do? They're going to key on him and say, you're going to be this every way except with him. And, you know. Uh, they, it, it was a great game. Um, I, I really give. It was better uh, than I thought it was going to be. It gives. I give Kansas State a lot of credit for playing Stanford because it's not like you when you schedule that you thought they were going to be bad. Right. Right. Um. You know the uh, soon to be terrible uh, sooner for you Baylor Bears killed Northwestern State fifty five to seven. Then here's the shocker. You know, the first top five team to go down was one of the first games to kick off on Saturday. And, you know, OU goes out 10 to three, but I honestly don't even remember feeling confident that OU was ahead in that game. Well, I thought I felt like Houston had this thing up and running, but maybe it was that, you know, the return. Maybe it was just that return that really kind of flipped the table on them. Well, I, I, it's funny you say that because I felt like. As close as the score was, I felt like, um, man, Oklahoma's really outplaying them. They're going to bust this thing open and kill it. Because I was even texting somebody saying, I think Oklahoma's going to end up destroying these guys. Because that's, that's what I was seeing. But, you know, then obviously like that return and the more you watch it, you're like, dude, they're, they're the table, they're, they're getting killed. Well, so I was listening to the OU radio broadcast and going into half – you know, it's 1917 and they're basically saying, Hey, this has been the worst half, you know, everything kind of went the wrong way for us. So 
we're good. You know, this first possession is going to mean a lot. And the first possession, you know, blew up in their face of uh, the third quarter. And I mean, it seemed to be a lot of three and outs, a lot of drop passes, just overall a horrible performance by OU. Well, and you got to give the Cougars credit. I mean, they were playing quote unquote at home and reliant and that place, you know, again, it sounded really loud. Yeah, but you know what? I, I'm sorry, but if you're the if you're the number five team in the country and you're you know a, a contender like they are, you know, probably still number are. Three. To be perfectly frank, um, you know, you're, you you should still. I know we all know Houston's good and Herman's really we done said, a great we job. Said you should still win that game. You know, you're supposed yeah. to win that game when your teams like that because the other teams that would compete for the playoff spots would win games like that and i just think that it's you know again i go back to as crazy as it sounds when they have the expectations that are sky high you know you know when when what they need is a northwestern state to take a page out of the baylor book but i i mean every time every time well all I can say is that Greg Ward Jr. for the Cougars looked fantastic. Oh, and, yes. I mean, I'm kind of curious if, you know, if this ends up biting them in the ass when, when, you know, when OU gets to vote of whether to allow them in or not, you know, because I can see the skin being pretty thin there. Um, the thing is, is that they just, Oklahoma had way too many opportunities and they just didn't, you know, take advantage of it. But, the good news for them is just like anybody else that lost this weekend, possibly with the exception of USC um, and maybe LSU, you could, this win can be forgotten. It can be overcome by the time you get to that final weekend in December when people are making votes that count. Well, and but you, yeah, I mean, you can. I think Oklahoma is still probably going to be good, but Oklahoma does have a tough schedule. I mean, they could, oh, yeah. they could head into the Texas game like one in three or two and three or something. They, I mean, they get a, a it's going to be a very tough game against Ohio State. I do think Oklahoma will be playing much better football than they did on that day. Um, but, you know, but they also proved, you know, they lost a Cotton Bowl last year and they were still in the playoff. Um, they could still turn this around. I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, how hurt is P Ryan? I, I don't, I don't even know. I haven't read anything about that. Well, he can, I mean, I, I guess, back? yeah, he came okay. back in, okay. but then, uh, the other guy got hurt too. Nixon, and I Nixon? think, yeah, Nixon? and he went out, uh, P Ryan stayed in. If I remember right again, I was driving. So I missed that regardless, uh, a great way to, you know, shake up things to start the season. Cause I always like a little shake up. Well, yeah. And it was, uh, a, and it was a good, I mean, good for Tom Herman. That dude's paycheck just keeps getting higher and higher and higher for next year. Yes, it does. Moving to uh, Fort Worth. We almost had another upset when the Jackrabbits of South Dakota state hung 41 on them. Uh, it did, you know, get away in the fourth quarter. Uh, actually I'll just say the entire second half, but 59 to 41 by TCU, their offense is still cranking. Uh, I, I was shocked, though, that this defense, and we thought that this team was going to ride the defense more than the offense, uh, you know, gave up 41 to South Dakota State. This may have just been, hey, we overlooked them. I don't know. But, uh, you they're know, that, in that a lot was, of new players. I mean, they're, well, they are on offense, yeah. not on defense, though. So, yeah, you right. know, for them to put up that many points tells me, hey, again, this is what I was saying, you know, about, um, you know, that offensive coordinators, the co offensive coordinators, they can get a quarterback. That's not a problem. It is, 
you know, it looked like the strength was going to be all the defense. And man, they gave up 112 on the ground and gave up almost 200 to one guy in the air. So, you know, that's not great. And then you had Oklahoma State hanging 61 on Southeastern Louisiana, whatever. Well, hold on a second. I believe TCU this weekend plays Arkansas. Well, let's get to, you know, well, let's finish up last I, week. My, 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 my point is, is just recapping their game. That's a very, I mean, that, that has all the makings of a looking ahead kind of game. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But then again, I don't know who Oklahoma State's playing this week yet. Uh, but, you know, they did, they took care of business. Uh, West Virginia, you know, again, playing a Missouri team that essentially is under, you know, new management, um, you know, they beat them 26 to 11. I'd expect a little bit more from, you know, West Virginia offense, but you know, That's, it is what it well, is. Missouri, Missouri is usually a really tough defensive team. Um, well, they've had really good players come out of there. They, they have, they have. And, you know, again, I don't remember who all was coming back from that squad, but, uh, you know, this was another one I was flipping back and forth to during uh, commercial breaks. Uh, it just, West Virginia just kind of was methodical, took care of business, but I mean, you can't survive in our league only scoring 26 points. No, 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 no. But what you can survive on is scoring 55 points in our league. Like the Jayhawks did. The problem is you're not playing the university of Rhode Island every other week, but kudos to the, it looked like about 55 people stormed the field. Did you see that on sports center? <laughs> It was the worst storming the field I've ever seen because there's, you know, basically no one left, but they stormed that son of a bitch. So good for them. They stormed the field when their quarterback threw for less than 200 yards and their running back, you know, ran for less than 70, but they still throttled the other guys. So uh, way to go. And then Iowa State, you know, losing uh, to Northern Iowa. I know Northern Iowa is great in basketball. I'm not exactly sure what they put on the field, but you know, I can tell you this much that Iowa state with their brand new coach was not looking to open the season, trying to explain why we just lost to Northern Iowa. Good. Texas got shut out by these assholes last year, 24 to (laughs) nothing. All right. So that's, that's the big 12. Now let's hit the big ones here. Um, You know, I guess, where do you want to start? Um, I guess we could start with the team that we thought was uh, going to be challenged in the SEC. And I just might as well give up and say, screw it. Until Alabama loses, I, I just got to give them credit. I mean, yeah, USC I mean, really looked like they had a fighting chance in the first half. And then it's like smelling salt went down the entire yeah. sideline of Alabama and it was all over. Yeah, I, I think the uh, – you know, I, I heard somebody say as it got closer, I think after we had done our thing, as it got closer to the game about how, listen, USC is not is only hiring from within. They're hiring USC people, which is only perpetuating the problems. It's not getting yep. any better. They're going to be exposed. Um, you know, I think this was a lot of Lane Kiffin also just being a prick. Um, but I uh, – you know, I I think this is like USC, the epitome of USC in the last you know handful of years or so of just you know you you go in these runs in conference play and don't get me wrong, you play some really quality teams in the Pac-12, but you know when it comes in at the end of the day to compete against the best of the best, it's like you 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 don't you barely show up. 
um, in Alabama. This was, I think I heard the third worst beating of a USC team in the history of USC. Yeah. That's, so that's to watch, insane. to watch everybody, you know, get ready for this game. And I'll, I'll say this is that, you know, like the game day crew pretty much all picked Bama, but they're expecting it to be closer than the experts think. And there was nowhere. I mean, Jesus, they just dismantled them 18 different ways. Yeah. It was unfortunate uh, really because I was hoping, I mean, that, that was one where it was like, we wanted to get back, we get back and watch it. And then it's, you know, you do. And it's like, this is, this is terrible. Nothing. Like, this is horrible. We, you know, after a while it was like, you stopped paying attention to it. Uh, except when you walk by the TV every now and again, but it, I mean, USC clearly gave up early in that game. Yes, they did. And I think that is going to take a lot to get back. From. Well, that's uh, telling. I mean, I think that's telling. I, I, and it, not to take anything away from Alabama because they executed from start to finish, uh, start to finish very, you know, almost all with, with, with going into the game, their third string, third string, true freshman quarterback. Right. And, you know, that's amazing. So but anyway, they um, you know, I, I don't think um, Alabama is going to necessarily blow through everybody like crap through a goose from here on out. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I believe they will. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think that, I, again, I, you'll surprise me if they don't. Now, do I think that they're going to beat somebody 52 to 6? No. But uh, do I think that they could keep it past 10 points against everybody else? Yeah. Until you, until they stumble, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, roll, roll, tide, roll. Yeah. You know, to throw a wrench into this whole thing, the Mad Hatter is going to find a way to beat Alabama and finish 500, and it's going to. He may not be there. He may not be there as we get this. Um, Clemson, you know, beats Auburn 19 to 13. Uh, The game was certainly closer than everybody was expecting. I was expecting a lot more from Deshaun Watson, but then again, I'm looking at I'm looking at his stats right now. He had 250. You know, one touchdown, um, their running back had over 120 yards. I I guess, you know, again, I spend the majority of the time watching the four-hour tech game. So (laughs) I I missed this. Um, So I really don't know what happened. All I know is that, uh, you know, 10 points by Auburn in in the fourth quarter, which I think had a turnover to involve. Yes. Uh, really, really made it close. Um, closer than it should have been. Shocked. Probably closer that, than it should have been. But you know yep. what? It's if you're Clemson, you know you you because you know at the eyes of the voters, whether it's AP, whether it's these you know playoff voters down the road, you know unless Auburn just completely falls apart, which is I think is very realistic. Yes, it I is. I think Auburn could be a sub 500 team, and it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, I don't think they're much better than 500 if they are there. But I, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you start the season, you're playing, you're scheduling a team like that, you play them, and it was in Auburn. Is that correct? Uh, or was it a neutral God, I site? Remember. I think it was a neutral site game, uh, Maybe. or it could have been at Auburn. That that may have been it. Um, if you give me a second, I'll look it Either up. Either way, but... it's a you know good kudos again kudos. Oh, it was it was at Auburn. Yeah, well, kudos for scheduling that. You know, again, like you always say. You never know when you schedule this game what the circumstances are going to be for either team, but it's still a good schedule. And, you know, you come out of there with a win. It's a tough win. It's a it's a tough environment. It's opening weekend. The crowd's going to be crazy because it's freaking Alabama and they're morons, but they love their football. And they're going to go nuts, and they did. And, you know, they came out with a win. So I love The best, though, was I can't remember which guy – 
you know, I think did a late hit or just one of those stupid head case penalties and watching Sweeney just lose his mind was hysterical. I mean, it was a great coach meltdown on his own player. <laughs> and then I guess speaking of coaching meltdown, I, I really, you know, let's, this is LSU, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, again, this is the other top five team to lose. Um, you know, I was saying earlier before we got on that Fournette only getting 138 yards and no TDs with 23 carries. Just watching him, he kept running into the pile, which last year he'd spring out of. And this year, he, you know, or at least Saturday, he was not getting loose. And I think, you know, if I'm anybody playing LSU, I'm basically putting eight in the box and daring you to pass because – LSU, for whatever reason, just cannot find a quarterback to save Les's life. Well, I think that's exactly what what they what Wisconsin did is. Oh you, yeah, you you might beat us, but you're sure as hell not going to beat us with this guy running for three three bills. Um, and I, you know, here's the thing with LSU is, again, kudos for scheduling a a, a tough non conference game. I, I I always I think. You and I and most college football fans are in agreement of this. This this sport is better when we have weekends like this. Yep. Like like the, the sport is that much better because up. you know I know that South Carolina gets hosed with this opening with two conference games a year. That's I think that's 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 BS. But regardless, how many how many years can can they continue to throw the same offensive product on the field? And Cam Cameron makes over a million dollars. He's an offensive well, he coordinator that makes that over a million dollars. And my question is, is he the one who's in sole control? Is Les Miles influencing that? Is he inserting himself into that? I don't know. I have no idea. But what I know is you cannot, there's no way you can throw an offensive product on the field that looks that bad. Well, here's the deal. And, you know, you're going back to that game against Alabama, and that's what we we're talking about, you know, when we were doing our SEC preview that we thought that, you know, the E or the West would come down to this, but I really don't know if Les will be around to finish that out because this is a game. Hey, to, you know, it was a non-conference big game. If you lose it, you lose it. But I mean, they could very well, you know, lose at Florida. They, I, I think they can lose pretty much anywhere in the sec with this offense, because like we said, all you got to do is stop the run Yeah. because, you know, if Brandon Harris is back there, which that poor son of a bitch may have to transfer because he just cannot throw in that interception to end the game was one of the worst throws I have oh. seen in a long, long time. It was heartbreaking. It was absolutely and it was heartbreaking. Just, God, you had, they did exactly what you need them to. You had it. I mean, if you complete or run or do anything and, you milk the clock down and then you go for the kick and that way you can blame a kicker if he misses it. But to do that and just, I mean, you're only talking a two point loss to a Wisconsin team that, you know, again, I was listening to more and more about, you know, like, and I think you called it out a couple of weeks ago is they didn't play anybody in the big boy division last year. And so they were probably a little bit overinflated, but then when they come out and did what they did against LSU, man, I'm not going to take anything away from them. Um, it's, uh, I just, LSU, if he loses another one and if he loses it to somebody that they think they should beat, 
he's gone. I mean, the seat's already flaming hot. Yeah, it, it, it's got to be really flaming hot, and you're, you're right about that. I just, you know, again, I always try to hold judgment, especially on games like teams like LSU, teams like Oklahoma, where you know these players are good, you've seen them play really well, and it's 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 hard to completely rule them out. Les Miles is... I think Bob Stoops isn't really far off from Les Miles. It's just much quieter and less uh, prominent in the spotlight. But well, it's because he's in the Big Twelve fans. and not the SEC. There's a lot of Oklahoma fans that, if you got some, you know, got them in a bar and gave them, you know, a couple oh, of beers, might tell you how tired they are. Almost like Texas. A lot of Texas fans were with Mac Brown. Like, listen, I don't dislike the guy, but I'm done with him. I think yep. there are a larger group. I'm not saying a majority, but a bigger group than we may think of OU fans like that. But I still, with those teams as good as they are, like, you know, they could still run the table. I mean, no, and that's the deal is that with some of these teams, you get the benefit of the doubt from the committee just because of the brand name. And LSU certainly does have that. OU has that. Right. You know, Houston sure as hell doesn't no. have that. Um, so, it. yeah, they can come through. But we got to move on. We got some other games that I know one person wants to listen to us talk about. But uh, we're not going to spend a great deal of time on this. I did really get fired up when I saw Bowling Green leading uh, Ohio State. But then I realized it was like two minutes into the game. And that was a 77-10 to 10 ass whipping. Yeah, after that pick six by JT Barrett, and he had like 19 <laughs> touchdowns on the game. Yeah, it wasn't too. Uh, he had uh, 349 yards and six TDs. Yeah, there you go. He's really rusty. Uh, the team that wants this season to be over with right now, and Ari has hit platinum status as Hawaii. Uh, after going to Australia, they went to Ann Arbor, and exactly what we said was going to happen. 23,000 miles they've traveled, uh, I read. And the line was 48, 49 points, and that was covered 63 to 3. <laughs> Um, <laughs> those poor sons of bitches. Yeah, I hope uh, got- that's when you want to kick your 80s ass. It's like, how much money do we actually need? Yeah, I was going to say, I hope they got $20 million for all that. Uh, they better have gotten some. Uh, the Huskies came out, took care of business, beat a terrible Rutgers team. Then here's the one that I really thought was going to be, you know, make the weekend perfect for so many people. The Aggies hosting UCLA. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, you talk about the Aggies really just taking it to them. And not a game of two halves. It was more than just the game of two quarters between the third and the fourth. I mean, A&M's offense just stopped. And UCLA just went out of its mind. And Rosen, you know, it obviously took him a while to handle that crowd. But God, what a fantastic game! And they had them right where they wanted them, and then it just fell apart. Yeah, I, um, I, I, we were flipping between that one and I guess the LSU on was on this, the LSU game was on at the same time, I believe, as the Aggie game. We were flipping back and forth between those, uh, you know. And it was, I remember when I was watching the A and M game and watching the UCLA offense, I was like, you know, it's like ten to nine, but I feel like L or UCLA should be up like you know, 17 to six, you know, yep. like, the, cause I guess turnovers, there was a bit of, there was quite a bit of turnovers in that, but, um, I missed this. I mean, I saw replays since then and recaps, but I, I missed the, I think it was 24 to nine. Oh, uh, yeah. 
That's exactly what it was. When I left, it was 24 to 9. And I think a lot of people tuned out of the game after that. So, but to watch UCLA come roaring back, and it was amazing because things were just falling their way. Um, you know, I, it did prove to me that Rosen's got something, you know, Dr. Rosen Rosen's got a little something to do, and he's got the tool set. And it was just, uh, man, it was a great game. I, I felt so sorry for the Bruin fans because I thought they were really going to walk out and uh, take it to the Aggies. But, you know, kudos to the Aggies for figuring it out. I will say this. The Aggies front, you know, front seven was just incredible. Uh, they're blitzing off of, I mean, yeah, they... up the gut, on the sides, double, you know, blitzes. They, Rosen was under pressure all day long. It was incredible. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be something that I want to see them continue to do in the conference play because they can rattle a lot of SEC quarterbacks that way. Yeah, they they sure can. And it'll, it'll be interesting. And, and again, we don't know how – Good or bad, you know, AM was one of these teams where it was like, dude, they could go like ten and two or six and six and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked one way or another. Um, you know, again, like like we said against with o- Oklahoma and LSU, A and M on the winning side is a team that's like, okay, you know, I, I want to see them play a few games. You know, they, they could have and frankly, from what I saw, should have lost that game. Um, there was some oper- some pretty open significant opportunities for UCLA, but they did. Well, Rosen throwing three interceptions, you know, that's just going to kill. Well, you. but how many of them went through the, uh, you know, receiver's hands? I think there was a couple of big ones that were. Yeah. I mean, his receivers certainly didn't help him out. And, uh, you know, he was about a little bit more than 50%. I mean, he threw the ball 46 times and only completed 26. And uh, uh, Trevor Knight was exactly the same, you know, for all intents and purposes. He's 22 of 42. So both these guys had horrible games. Um, it was just a matter of the defense doing what. And I will say this, you know, UCLA's defense did rise up and do a hell of a good job. It was just too little too late. Right, right. Well, it, it, it'll be interesting to see this A&M offense develop with Trevor Knight uh, heading into, you know, because they play Arkansas early maybe. Uh, uh I don't remember. We can take a look I at think it. it is. Uh, the rest of the top 25, there's one more that was a good game, and it was uh, Georgia-North Carolina. That game, um, you know, Georgia shockingly actually won. Big win. Big win and, by Georgia. You know, nine points. Yeah, that was great for them. Um, I can't, you know, it was great. Nick Chubb, you know, you talk about a running back living up to the hype, over 200 yards, two TDs. That is, um, I mean, that's a team that's got a a new direction going to it. So let's talk about this upcoming weekend going back to the Big 12, uh, if you will. Uh, We've got a, I've got a real game. Um, You guys, I guess, have a scrimmage and, you know, UTEP coming to town. Look, dude, you're going to do the same thing, uh, I think, you know, that you just did to Notre Dame. I am shocked at this line. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you guys are favored by 29 points. I am. I, I would. Let me tell you something. I would never bet against Texas if I were in Vegas. Just out of principle, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily bet on them if I didn't think they were going to win. But I would never make money against them. But I would bet the under in our. I, 
I would take UTEP in this, but only knowing that Texas is going to win this game. Uh, yeah, y'all are going to win the game. I just I don't I, think they're going to win by twenty nine and a half. That's that's a lot of points. And UTEP, yes, they're crappy. Uh, I'll give you that. Well, but, but let me tell you something. I just don't think Charlie Strong has that mindset. To be honest with you, now I will say this: if you run that tempo the entire time like you were doing then this can get out of hand really quickly yeah i'll tell you what utep you know i don't recall who my my i think my screen literally on my computer just died uh just the screen <laughs> part uh but the um but they have a running back who had like 250 yards and average like six seven yards a carry um big old bruiser 240 pounder Jones, something Jones, um, you know, they, they held time of possession. They did a really good job of pounding with that guy. There was some potential issue with their starting quarterback who may be iffy for the game, but you know, you look at Texas weakness, which is this, uh, defensive line, you know, their linebackers, you know, Malik Jefferson is, I'm sorry, but that dude's, that dude's stupid. Good. I mean, he's, Mm -hmm. He's like Derek Johnson good. Um, and I, I think he, he's going to be a superstar. He is a superstar, is a true sophomore. But their defensive line, let's be honest, is that's that's one of the, you know, kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, weaker parts of their team. So I could see him, like, kind of wearing them down. Um, I don't think they're going to try to do much more. Texas should lock them out. But Texas should run away with this, but you know, this is a young team an excited team. This was a big emotional win. Can you carry that over into the next game on, on, on a short week? Yes. Against UTEP, but you know, but you, you still need to show up and you still need to not just kind of go through the motions. The one question I have is for the fans, because you know, over 102,000 plus in that stadium. And it was, I can attest to, it was atomic in there. You know, I'm not expecting anything close to that, but I'm expecting – I would like to see 90,000 people. It would be great if that many people showed up to this game um, and had the same sort of excitement and energy because that played a huge part, and I think that can really help. I think Texas wins this game, but I think it's about three touchdowns, um, and I'd be just I'll give you. I'll give you 21 points. I'll, I'll be on board with that one just because I think that you may pull back towards the end and they may give some gimmies. Our game is, I mean, not going to end until after midnight easily, if not 1 o'clock. <laughs> Tech, Tech is going to Arizona State um, and kicks off at 9 p.m. Central. One of the game of the weekend, probably one of the top three games of the weekend. It's going to be entertaining. Arizona State's favored by 2.5, and, and what scares me is looking at what they did last week against Northern Arizona. You know, They put 44-13, I think, against them. The thing they had two guys rush uh, for damn near a hundred yards. So that means they're feeding the ball to these guys. So that has always been our weakness. So that's going to be is that negative two yards at half against Stephen F. Austin? Does that transition to only giving up seventy-five yards on the ground? I don't know. Again, as I said, you know, if you throw the ball against Tech as no coordinator, you're stupid. What gives me a great deal of hope is Northern Arizona State, which I have no idea who their quarterback is, threw for over 380 yards on him. So if you have Mahomes playing the entire game, I mean, he literally could have had 
800 yards in this game. <laughs> and, you know, we just pulled him way, way early at, to get ready for this well, you one. you should, yeah. You this should. is a statement game for Tech. Uh, for Arizona State, it's probably a statement game for them. Um, I'm going to take Tech. I'm not going to bet against them uh, this early yet. They haven't let me down. What's the line? It's uh, Arizona State two and a half. So I'm going to take Tech actually winning outright. Yes, I would take Tech and the money line. I'm putting, uh, putting yes. two. I'm putting two fifty on the money line, and I'm putting two fifty on Tech and the regular line. There you go. Uh, we also have uh, Central Michigan with, with my uh, Monopoly money. Yeah, uh, I would not ever bet real money on Tech, even though I do every year. Uh, Central Michigan traveling to Oklahoma State. I don't know how much a better you know game this is for Oklahoma State, except they're playing a, a you know FBS school. Uh, so they're favored by 20 and a half, which that sounds actually for me, that sounds low compared to what they, you know, what we were talking about with this team. Uh, but it is what it is. Youngstown state is going to West Virginia. You know, again, we had a great week one. Now we're getting to week two BS. Uh, there's not even a line for it cause it's Youngstown state. Uh, the university of Ohio uh, is going to Kansas. Kansas is somehow favored by two and a half. I would not really expect that uh, <laughs> to handle. I think Ohio may rush the field and have more fans than Kansas did last week. Let me tell you something. The uh, who was who was the Kansas that rushed the field last week? Yes. Yeah, after they beat Rhode Island. <laughs> so the Youngstown State game is in Lawrence as well. No, the uh, University of Ohio oh. is coming it's coming oh university of ohio is gonna beat them those guys are pretty good i think in they were two years ago i know for a fact uh last year i don't remember but i could see them handling kansas with you these. know what i'm going heavy i'm taking that tech both those tech bets <laughs> away and i'm going heavy on university of ohio this one oh parlay it you want to parlay it you get better payout <laughs> uh the Mighty Ponies travel to waco uh baylor's favored by 31 and a half SMU, you know, they actually beat North Texas last year, so they're 1-0. I think Baylor probably hangs 31 on them in the first half easily. Probably. The game you're talking about, the big ESPN night game, is Arkansas coming to TCU at Amon Carter Stadium in Fort Worth. Uh, TCU by 7.5. Man, um, after seeing last week, I mean, you know that there's going to be improvements across the board. Hey, both teams I don't... struggled mightily yep. against Lester. Yes. Both teams were looking ahead, I think. And you're probably right. Um, I will just say that, again, usually you see the defense being ahead of the offense this early in the season to see what TCU did. I guarantee you they make adjustments. I don't like uh, Brett Belima at him. all. So I'll go Horn Frogs. I'm going to say that Arkansas Razorbacks cover that spread. I'm going to say it's like a two-point game, three-point game, but I will give TCU the edge, but Arkansas is going to make it tough. I do not like Brett Belima either, um, but I think he um, he has a tough bunch of, you know, just idiots that are playing hard football for him. I'm going to say Kenny the Hill. I'm sorry, Kenny the Thrill Hill beats uh arkansas and they cover by 10 oh uh yeah win by 10 or like win yes, by they, 17 they, they, i'm sorry they win by 10 okay 
Uh, OU hosts Louisiana Monroe. Let's see how they adjust to this. Like 93 to 6. Well, the line is 46 by OU by 46. <laughs> uh, and then the final Big 12, Iowa State hosting Iowa. This is kind of one of those ones I stay away from. Give me Iowa. All right. Now, going to the top 25, and we'll just you know stick with that. Uh, we'll run through some. Louisville at Syracuse, don't really care about. I mean, not, not that many good games. That's why I think like no. Tech and I think TCU, Arkansas, the Tech game, and what? Now, that's where I'm getting to. So let's just listen to this massive lineup. It is um, Louisville, Syracuse, uh, Prairie View A&M against the Aggies, Nichols College, I believe, not even Nichols University of Georgia, UCF at Michigan, uh, Lamar at Houston. I mean, that's like a vocational school. It is. Going to it really Houston. is. Uh, Troy against Clemson. Charleston Southern against Florida State. Akron at Wisconsin. Nevada at Notre Dame. Western Kentucky against Bama. Tulsa at Ohio State. Wofford at Ole Miss. Stop me when you'd like to discuss stop. anything. Idaho at Washington. <laughs> you want to stop hearing it? I just want to jump through this window. Yeah, all right, there's nothing. The only game that I can see here that besides ours, and it's only because of the location and the teams, I guess, Virginia Tech going to Tennessee, but it's at Bristol Motor Speedway. God. So they are playing it at you know a NASCAR track, one of the best NASCAR tracks there is. It's going to be a madhouse there, but it's not set up for football. That's... So I'll be really curious to see how that works out. Hey, let's stop perpetuating the stereotype, okay? <laughs> let's just stop. The moonshine that will be available there is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be unprecedented. Let's let's call it what it is. Yep. Uh Virginia who lost to the Richmond Spiders last week then has to go to Eugene. So, that's your top 25 lineup. Give me Oregon by 463. All right. Vegas is only giving them 24 and a half and I think that's being kind. So, that would be another one to add to your parlay. So, that's it. I'm guessing the reason why is because this is week 1 of the NFL and they're trying to get out of the way here. So, you know, I know everybody wanted to listen to all of our breakdowns, and as usual, time ran out on us. So we got a couple of divisions that we can just roll right through real quick. Um, let's finish out the AFC. We got the AFC West that we've got to do, and that is now the Peytonless Broncos, the Chiefs. We did this. Actually, no, no, we did. We, we did hit this. this. It's a, okay, it was AFC South that we kept. Um, I'll hit that one is... I think, um, you know, Luck had a terrible year last year, but they have continued to sign bad older players and really haven't done a lot. Uh, Jacksonville is a team on the, you know, on the come, if you will, but they are vastly, you know, outmatched across the board. Tennessee, you're going to see a lot of running going on on that team. And I can see Tennessee, you know, fighting for a seven and nine year. Um, I don't see, you know, I think this is going to be a big scrum the entire way from all these teams. What I'm hoping for is my Texans somehow with Brock Osweiler, which I really don't know why you would sign a guy for this big a contract, but you've surrounded him with a lot of talent on offense 
and you know they've got a good defense. Um, I'm going to go against the grain. I see everybody else is still picking Indy in this division. I will take my Texans to win it and go and actually go back to winning a first game in the playoffs, getting to the second round, and then losing, but hopefully not, you know, losing like we did last year against the Chiefs and just getting shut out and embarrassed. Well, I'll tell you this. I, too, am picking the Texans to win this division. Um, In regards to Brock Osweiler, I'll tell you, the contract is fairly club-friendly, not entirely, not Ryan Tannehill club-friendly, but very club-friendly and offers them an out, number one. Number two, they had to do something. They absolutely had had to to do something, and this ensured that there was no debate. There was no pissing contest with other teams. This was a decisive move, a decisive decision. And number three, um, you know, the salary cap is only going up. This, Even if they keep him longer than their sort of, you know, worst-case scenario bailout clause allows, you're going to have a higher – uh, uh, salary cap. So I think that the things worked out in their favor. I applaud them for doing this because I think it's a bold move. Um, you hope that Jadavian Clowney in the preseason would tell us that he is going to, you know, blow out his knee on the first game. He's going to be a good contributor, a solid contributor. Yeah, you know, him being healthy, obviously, he's injury prone. If he can get through a season healthy and be as productive as, as many think and we've seen that he's capable of, look out. I think they're going to take the division. I think Tennessee is going to overachieve. I think their running game, I think Mariota is really, really great. I think he's going to be a great spark for them, can continue to be. Uh, Derek Henry will not play 16 games, take that to the bank. Um, but I think that they will do well. Jaguars still need. I think they're going to do a 60-40 split between him and DeMarco every game in order to hopefully protect that. I still think that's going to be this dude carried the ball like 10,000 times in college. I still think he's going to he, – he's as much of a bruiser in the style that he runs in the NFL. I, I think it's going to be problematic. I think the Jaguars are still a um, – you know, a year or two away, but I like the way that they're building the team. I will say, I think that they're doing the right things, good things. I think Houston edges out Indy and Tennessee and Indy are pretty darn close in that division. All right. So going to the NFC, we'll save the East for last. So you want to start with the South or the West? West. All right. I am going to go ahead and say that, um, Age is starting to catch up with the Seahawks, as does some retirement, you know, specifically beast mode. Uh, I'm going to give this to the Cardinals. Uh, You know, now part of it's because I got sucked into the show on, you know, Amazon video, just watching Bruce Arians. I couldn't be a bigger fan of that guy, and I didn't know jack about him last year. I think this team, you know, from ownership down, is just ready to finally get it. What's killed him the past couple of years. You all right there? I'm good. Okay. Uh, what's killed them the past couple of years has just been injuries to the wrong person at the wrong time. Uh, now, if I'm saying age is catching up with the Seahawks, I have to say that Carson Palmer, you know, is about 102 years old. So does he still have another Pro Bowl-esque season in him? I don't know. Uh, That's the coup de gras. That's who yeah. draws Carson Palmer because if that dude stays healthy, I'm with you. I'm taking Arizona in this division, edging out Seattle. I, I think Seattle will make the playoffs. I think there's two yep. teams from this division going. 
Um, but I think that Arizona is more than capable of doing it. But if they lose Palmer again, forget about it. Palmer, excuse me. Carson, Palmer, I will say Palmer. that this is a, you know, very much a haves and haves not division, even though we've seen it season in, season out, that Cardinals and Seahawks can lose to the Rams and 49ers, and you just don't know how. But I honestly don't see the Rams or the 49ers winning more than five or six games apiece. No, not it's not even this divisional. The Rams are god awful. Yeah. If you've if you've had the chance to watch Hard Knocks and seeing Jared Goff, man, he's exactly what I thought he was going to be. At least this year, he's he should not be there. He's inactive for game one. God. Well, he does not know. They ask him. Where, where's the, where does the sun rise and set? And he didn't know the answer to that. So that's, uh, that's pretty bad. Todd Gurley's good. Gurley's fantastic, but again, it's, you know, line them up in the box and see if Case Keenum can beat you. Um, we're not going to worry about too much. The NFC South, you know, for years was everybody rotated through, but I believe Carolina's won it the last three if not four years, I would love to say that I see the saints coming back. You know, they just signed drew to a four year extension, basically a two year contract to give him some money. Um, but their defense was so God awful last year. They've got a ton to make up for. I'm going to go ahead and say that I still see the Panthers winning this thing. And by a, by a hundred miles, I don't think there's anything that new Orleans are going to do to be any more competitive. Uh, I think Carolina will run away with this division. I believe. I think Tampa Bay is going to see Winston have the sophomore slump that we've seen time in and time out by many a quarterback. And the Falcons are the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, they could start out six and nothing, you know, six and zero, oh, and then they'll finish eight and eight, you know, maybe fighting for nine and seven, but it should be so much better than they are. Yep. The thing is, is, um, somebody, this may be the other division where two teams come out of because now with Minnesota, basically losing everything with, you know, Bridgewater going out, that means the North is green bays and no one else's. The East is what we have left. And I mean, if you want a team that's built for where this league has gone to, which is an offensive heavy, you know, anti-defense, the Cowboys have to be at the top of your mind, except for the fact that, oh, what do you know? Romo got hurt. Dak has looked m- massively impressive in preseason. But, you know, I think I go back to the years that the Lions went 0-16. I believe they were undefeated in the preseason. Yeah, so, sure. well, I'm – I'm really curious to see what they do. They've got all the parts and he seems to, you know, if you want to be a, a quarterback to come into a situation where you are set up to succeed, Dak has that. Uh, I just think, you know, a rookie is going to see some things he's never seen before. And that defense is just, it's not good. No, they, not good. Th- th- you're right. I think, you know, I also go back to the Peyton Manning years in Indianapolis, you know, in his prime where they, um, you know, I think one in his time there, like five preseason games total in his entire time there. Yep. So it's it, it's not indicative. But, but you know, with that said, it's not indicative of the team, but there are players who probably played pretty well that we don't even know about. And if one of them happens to be a quarterback, OK, well, that's good. I mean, I think he obviously has the skills. More importantly, he's got confidence. 
And that is a big, the intangible of that is, is significant and, and you can't undermine that or underscore that enough. But the, um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to help them. I don't think they're going to, you know, all of a sudden surprise everybody go 11 and five. Um, I think Romo's done. I would, you know, if I'm him, I'm, I'm taking a long, hard look at retirement just for the sheer, like enjoying myself. Um, but the thing is, is that his contract is so backloaded. It is, you know, team unfriendly. So yes, they have to encourage him to retire because if not, they're going to be strong by this, you know, contract for a long time. And them thinking he's coming back in six weeks is kind of silly in my opinion. Oh, it's crazy. Or tell him like, Hey, we'll, we'll negotiate with you, but we'll pay you out over the next like, you're going to get two and a half million dollars a year from us for the next like 25 years. Uh, I know they can do that in baseball because there's some, uh, what was his name? Benia is still getting paid like 2 million a year for the next 20 years from the Mets. Right. But I don't think you're allowed to do that in the NFL. So that basically, I think I'm going to give it this division to your Giants. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm doing that as well. I'm totally doing that as well. It's been a lot of money I on think, defense. I think it'll work out. They got his yeah. name there. I get it's not Steve Spagnola, or is it? As what your coach? The coordinator. Oh, the coordinator. Um, He's the guy gosh. who left and came back. Anyway, it makes me crazy. Yeah, it, it is Spagnola. Is it okay? So they. Um, anyway, they have. Um, you know, they've got him back. You know, McAdoo. I. I, I I don't know much about. I mean, I know he was an offensive guy. Um, they spent a ton of money on defensive starters, a ton of money. Yes. In the off 200 million, something crazy like that. And, um, but it, well, it, you also spent in your draft too. So, you know, you had your number one was Eli Apple. Your number three was, you know, a safety. Your number four was a linebacker. I mean, Grant, I don't know who's made it through the cuts, but, I just think that, you know, your line was destroyed last year by injuries. Um, you know, I still think Eli's got something. It's just, can he, you know, put it together in his massive, massive head? Well, he had one of the more, um, he had one of the more productive years of his career last year, if you can believe that. Uh, but it wasn't statistically crazy like it was the year before. Right. You know, and that's. You know, that's where I see the, the problem being for them. Well, I, I, at the end of the day, listen, I think their defense is, is, is what's going to – it's what's going to make it the big step forward here. Odell Beckham Jr. is obviously very awesome. Um, you know, like I said, they spent $204, $204 million is a number. Um, Jesus. Damon Harrison, Olivier Vernon, Jason Pierre-Paul re-signing him. They went out and got some free agents, and they re-signed Paul, and <clears throat> they you know they drafted for defense. So they went out and got really aggressive. I do think Eli Manning's a great quarterback. Odell Beckham Jr. is a great receiver. Victor Cruz, by all accounts, is back and healthy. I, I think that they've got – I think they're going to put it together and just be <clears> – <throat> let's be honest, it's the round robin of division champions. Yes. For the last 10 years in this division. Yeah, and I think you're going to see the Redskins kind of come back to earth. And yeah. what I would love is to see that – I would really love to see the Giants spin their way to a division championship and watch Snyder just sitting there in his box 
you know, stomping up and down, having a temper tantrum because he's tried to spend his way into it, you know, God knows how many times, and it's just never worked out for well, him. Well, I'm so, fascinated to see, I'm fascinated to see um, Kirk Cousins because this is very much a you know, hey, is this is this the guy or you know Colt McCoy re-signed there as a backup? They gave him pretty good money, um, but you know this is going to be interesting to see is Kirk Cousins going to continue be that consistent because he seems like one of these guys where he could be a um, you know a, a Sean Hill or who was this guy that was on the uh, on the Browns recently went to the Texans Hoyer Brian yeah. Hoyer is he going to be one of these guys or or, or well, I mean, you got to remember is that he did pretty damn well last year. And so I think no, he's he got, you're the right. Tools. You're right. I and, just, I but they're, they're, they're playing the same way uh, as you are, as it's all right, here's your money for one year. And then if you do well, then we'll sign you to something big time. And, um, you know, with Deshaun Jackson, I'm, you know, and I, Pierre Garçon has always kicked my ass in fantasy every time. Um, you know, my deal for them is, is Matt Jones truly the running back that they need, um, you know, losing Morris, uh, like they did to the Texans. Um, I think that's a, you know, something that could come back to, uh, I'm sorry, he went to Dallas. Um, I I just, I I think that they will, I I can see the skins fighting the giants for the win here. And yeah. it may come down to towards, you know, it, it's going to be in December when these two meet because the other team, I think the Eagles have, you know, basically said we're going to take this year off because I believe they're starting Carson Wentz. Yeah, and are. that goes back to this is not – the Eagles don't have near the lineup that the Cowboys do. And so I think that kid is going to get rocked. I think they're I think they're pleased to get rid of Bradford for what the future holds. I think that they're like considering what they got for him. Hell yeah, yeah they're pleased. And, and I think that you know starting Wentz is their way of saying we're building for the future. Um, you know Washington signed uh, what's his name Norman, uh, that defensive back from Carolina who's really really Josh Norman. Yeah, that guy's. But stuck. there's a reason that they let they let him go, even though it may have been because their you know owners a you know cheap guy. Um, but yeah, well, I, I, I will say that this is a toss up between the giants and the skins. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the skins did some things, but I'm going to go giants. It'll be interesting to see what, you know, Sunday giants open with the Cowboys, yep. um, to open the season. So that'll certainly be telling, but as we know, in the NFL, you can't look beyond the next few weeks, um, too frequently. Well, I mean, we've gone an hour and 20. Do you want to take a look at the games for this week or, you know, react to it next week let's react to it next week all right well a screen all right we squeezed it all in we got our previews taken care of uh we've got week one in college underneath our belts and we both have entertaining games for different reasons uh you can you cover this that spread uh me can we actually beat a big team so as always thank you for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys next week peace out Post game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.